and welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 3, Episode 8 in the Book of Colossians, a letter written by Paul to the church in Colossae. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. We begin this Episode 8 in Chapter 3 where Paul describes the nature of Christian living, where Christians leave this life and adopt a life that honors God. What does it mean to set your heart to things above? And what kind of life honors God? Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3, starting in verses 1 through 11. So if you have been raised with the Messiah, seek what is above where the Messiah is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on what is above, not on what is on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with the Messiah in God. When the Messiah who is in you, is in your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your worldly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath comes on the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now you must also put away all the following anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your Creator. In Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. All right, back to verses 1 and 2. So, if you have been raised with the Messiah, seek what is above where the Messiah is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on what is above, not on what is on the earth. Look at this first command. Seek what is above, or set your heart on things above. In verse 2, we have the second command. Set your mind on what is above. Well, what do those both mean? Setting what is above your heart, sitting on your mind and what is above. Well, two realms of existence were often used by biblical writers above and below. Above are the things of God in heaven and below are earthly things. Paul takes this thought, seeking things above, because Christians are raised with Christ. This means resurrected as believers enter into Jesus' death and resurrection at the moment of conversion. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 1, What should we say then? Should we continue to sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in a new way of life. For if we have been joined with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection, for we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that sin's dominion over the body may be abolished, so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin, since a person who has died is freed from sin's claims." Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. For in light of the fact that he died, 
he died to sin once for all but in light of the fact that he lives he lives to god so you too consider yourselves dead to sin but alive to god in christ jesus dead to sin but alive to god seek what is above because believers died to this world dead to sin and alive to god in christ jesus notice the position of the messiah in heaven seated at the right hand of god a position of honor and majesty this enthronement of christ was also shown to us way back in psalms psalms 110:1 says this this is the declaration of the lord to my lord sit at my right hand until i make your enemies your footstool christ used this very verse for himself in matthew chapter 22 this passage demonstrated the deity of christ jesus jesus also spoke of this position his position in heaven in mark chapter 14 verse 60 then the high priest this is when he was on trial then the high priest stood up before them all and questioned jesus don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you but he kept silent and did not answer anything again the high priest questioned him are you the messiah the son of the blessed one notice the answer i am said jesus and all of you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven well that got him upset the right hand was a place of power and authority since christ is sovereign and the creator as paul tells us in this letter then concerns of christ should occupy our thoughts creation is coming to a close but the things of god will always remain god calls us to call people to christ and away from earthly things the only caution i add is that do not be so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good we must live in the world but not be part of it we should live where we are as a new creation of god through christ jesus verse 3 says for you have died and your life is hidden with the messiah in god in case you have the question in your mind if i died with christ how do i continue to live our lives are hidden with the messiah the messiah is the source of our lives christians appear as dead to the world and hidden in this manner but we are very much alive and sustained by christ energized to be and do what we should richard Mellick writes that the life that christ provides encourages believers to seek the things identified with that life verse 4 goes on it says when the messiah who is your life is revealed then you also will be revealed with him in glory the believer's life hidden in christ will be revealed when christ returns the second coming of christ in glory will reveal those who place their lives in him because we will come back with him christians will share in christ's glory and contribute to the glory of god many christians today suffer in this world because of their commitment to christ but these lives will be apparent to all and bring glory to god today christians are misunderstood belittled and persecuted by the thousands persecuted for belief in christ and life lived for him but the king of glory is coming and will be preeminent in all creation for this reason believers should seek higher things christians have a greater destiny than earth 
and need to prepare for heaven. If we are not to live like the world, how should we live? Verse 5, Therefore put to death what belongs to your worldly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Paul starts with five things that relates to personal actions. Four of them can be sexual in nature, and one is related to covetousness. These are all naturally occurring in the earthly nature and should be put to death with Christ. All were common in the lives of Colossians prior to knowing Christ. Sexual immorality can encompass many sexual sins. Impurity can be sexual, but also includes evil thoughts and actions. Lust in this translation is the Greek word pathos, meaning lust or passion that is unbridled and uncontrolled. Evil desire is a mental side of lust, letting your mind think about things that should be controlled and greed. That is covetousness, again a form of lust, lusting after what others have that you want. That is placing your desires above God and therefore becomes idolatry. These are all following evil earthly desires that war against the soul. Paul speaks of this in Romans chapter 7, looking at verse 21. So I discover this principle. When I want to do what is good, evil is with me. For in my inner self I joyfully agree with God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. What a wretched man I am! Who can rescue me from this dying body? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with my mind I myself am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh to the law of sin. These five sins are personal aggression, thinking more of themselves than the lives of others. Verse 6 says, Because of these, God's wrath comes on the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them. These sins incur the wrath of God against those who are disobedient. So this should not be part of a believer's life. Verse 8 says, But now you must also put away all the following anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Here's another list of five sins that were speaking directly to the Colossians themselves. And these sins were more social in nature. These point to relationships with others and that can destroy those relationships. Christians of all people should have immense respect for others, especially to others in the church. They should be put away or to rid themselves of these actions. The Greek word, which is unpronounceable to me, <laughs> apostasy, I won't even try. It means to put off, pushing away or throw off. Now it says you put off these things. You need to throw them off like a dirty garment and perhaps you have little issues in your life with anger, wrath, malice, and slander. Perhaps you may need to evaluate your language instead. How is it being used? Language is often how others see you. And Christ tells us that what comes out of our mouths is what defiles us and describes the state of our heart, what comes from the mouth. Verse 9 says, Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You're being renewed in knowledge and according to the image of your Creator. Well, that makes you wonder if lying was a specific issue in Corinth. 
The Christian community should be set apart by truth and truthfulness. Falsehoods belong to the old self, which is now gone. The presence of the new self should change the way Christians present personal values. This putting off the old self is like, again, taking off a filthy set of clothing. In the New English Translation Bible, there is a note that says, Christians should take off their dirty clothing, which is inappropriate behavior, and put on clean clothing, which is behavior consistent with knowing Christ, because this has already been accomplished in a positional sense at the time of their conversion. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, it says, For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on, it's kind of the same kind of thing, have put on Christ like a garment. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs to the promise. In Romans chapter 13, verse 11, besides this, knowing the time, it is already the hour for you to wake up from your sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is nearly over and the daylight is near, so let us discard, which again kind of a throw-off thing, let us discard the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk with decency as in the daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual impurity and promiscuity, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no plans to satisfy the fleshly desires. Romans 6, 6 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, in order that sin's dominion over the body may be abolished, so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin, since a person who has died is freed from sin's claims. We should be progressively becoming more like our Creator. We should look more like Christ and far less looking like the world that's around us. Verse 11 says, In Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. So now Paul moves from character to values. The church is to accept each other regardless of background and artificial distinctions that our world and our society wants to place on people. The new self again thinks differently. There are no barriers to acceptance in Christ. Look at Greek and Jew or Gentile and Jew. This was a common division, so there is no national or ethnic pride acceptable. Now, I would add race to that. Look at circumcision and uncircumcision. This is a division of religious heritage that is no longer a barrier. How about barbarian and Scythian? Both these groups were known for cruel and uncivilized behavior, and now are accepted as there are no cultural barriers. And then you have the economic barriers between slave and free as being unacceptable. We know the Colossian church had both slave and free members. Slavery was a reality of economic life in the Roman Empire, and it was the economic engine of Rome. It didn't make it right, but it's part of what they did. But anyone's national, ethnic, religious, cultural, economic, racial, whatever the situation was that the earth wants to put on it, was no longer to be considered, because Christ is all and in all. Everything is focused on Christ. Christ is our total concern. He's our total preoccupation in our total environment. Nothing else matters.
Next episode, we will continue in chapter 3 and delve further into unity and love among believers and the Christian life. How should we live as God's chosen ones? I am grateful for all those who listen and hope this study helps you in your spiritual understanding of Scripture. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's Word. Again, you can look at our Facebook and Instagram sites. I encourage you to please like and share this podcast. You've gained anything from this study. God bless, and I pray that you are well.